Welcome back to episode eight of the Living Luna podcast. Yeah, a little bit out of sync with the um, new moon and full moon, as inevitably happens, because I record these on the weekend. Um, I think we're up to Thursday now for when the new moon is next. And um, eventually it'll kind of catch back up to us and then go ahead of us again as as time goes around. But um, actually recording this on Halloween on um, the 31st of October. So there's a little bit of something to talk about there. The Halloween is a time when the veil is thin, when spirits walk among us and we honor those who have passed on, whether directly from our lives or as our ancestors in a broader sense. I'm a white person of European descent, and in my lineage, the Celts play an important role in this time of year. The festival of Samhain can be traced back to early Germanic and Celtic peoples. I'll leave the precise dates and details to the historians, and doubtless many cultures in the Northern Hemisphere have their own festivals that recognize the end of summer, the last harvest of the year, and the dying of the light that fades bleakly into the depths of winter. As death follows life, so life follows death in the great cycle of rebirth. Sauron tells this story in the sacrifice of the Sun King, who passes into the underworld on the eve of the last harvest. An analogue of going within, the Sun King journeys onward in the cold and the dark, only to emerge reborn at Yule with fresh perspectives and expanded knowledge. For us mere humans, this is a time for introspection and reflection, on the year behind and the one ahead. What knowledge will we find in the slow times? Modern patriarchal capitalist life has of course emphasized the endless march of work, which must be completed at the same pace with the same meter regardless of the season. But this is not in alignment with our heritage or with our natural selves. While I'm not suggesting we quit our jobs, <laughs> for those of us who do work under capitalism in an employee relationship, I'm suggesting we find ways to slow down where we can. What are we thankful for? Who are we missing in our lives? What don't we know about the great grandma we've heard tales of in family legend? As a white person, I have the privilege of a relatively stable family history, one of locations and places, if not of specific people necessarily, which is truly a privilege that not everyone has. How do we reconcile this? Who are the ancestors to which we are connecting? This time of year offers us a doorway. For those of us with witchy tendencies, and I use that word as a stand-in for many branches of magical, introspective practices. This can take the form of an altar for the occasion. Some folks have a seasonal altar. Some have a more specific ancestral altar. Some have both or something else entirely. An ancestral altar can be honoring or seeking, can feature artifacts, pictures, and other points of connection to a specific person in an effort to reach through the tenuous membrane that separates the mundane from the occluded. It can also contain items of our general heritage, anything that points to our own origins, plants of the places our family has been or may have been, newspaper clippings or photos of past times, anything that might draw in the spirits who know us and who can enlighten us, share with us the past we may not know so much about. Of course we take caution in setting the energetic boundaries that we wish to hold in dealing with these entities. Do we want to hear only from our well ancestors, or from those who can help us regardless of where they are in their own journeys? Only we individually can know and set those boundaries, but they are important and worth mentioning. For those of us with a more mundane connection to the everyday, this can still be a time of reflection. Who in the family holds the history? What don't you know that they do? Who do you and do not talk to these days? 
Apart from our immediate family, and beyond the social context, what drives our thinking? These are all considerations worthy of exploring during this time. The next new moon is coming up on November 4th, on Thursday. And within the cycles of the moon, the new moon encourages us to take the time to go within, to gather our resources, ready for the hike up to the shining face of the full moon. It's a reminder that, while the next several months will be cold and dark, there are cycles of growth still to be found. We don't shut down completely for the season. But how we show up, and the energies we show up with, are different from the trails blazed under the heady light of summer. As we consider what slowing down might look like for us, the moon cycle reminds us that there are still things to do, and that we should keep doing them. This is different to the endless march of capitalism. Take naps where you can, schedule fewer obligations, leave time for open thought, let the light leak in. Do what must be done, but not much more. I've pulled some cards for myself. In describing the pulls, I like to use terms like we and our because those language constructs are easier to read. But as ever, I don't claim to be able to read for the collective. You're welcome to take what resonates, or do or have done your own reading. I asked these three questions. What do I take with me into the liminal space? What am I leaving behind? What is worthy of my attention? So for the first question, um, what do I take with me into the liminal space? I pull judgment. The judgment card is not necessarily about literal judgment, although I suppose it can be in a superficial way, but it's really about an awakening. The depiction in the Smith Rider Waite deck has a very Christian symbology, and it first evokes a very Christian idea of capital J judgment, of angels sounding the horns of rapture and taking only those worthy souls with them to heaven. But the figures on the card are floating at sea, standing up out of what appear to be coffins. We're called then to purification, to intuition, to rebirth in a sense. Christian biblical judgment is about punishment, for those who have sinned will be judged harshly. <laughs> but the judgment card itself invites us into seeing. I think it's important to note that context because so much of modern Western society is, is based on the, the mores of Christian biblical religions, whether we believe in that or not, it's just part of the fabric of how our history has evolved at this point. Thanks to the Romans. <laughs> in a very real sense, judgment is about non-judgment, allowing ourselves to see what is truly available to us in places where we might not have seen it before. We cannot admonish our past self and cannot punish our future self. We can only bring forward that which is there in the present moment. What I take into the liminal space is the knowledge that I will see with new perspectives. And the Three of Cups is the card I pulled for um, what am I leaving behind. The Three of Cups is about sharing connections, community, and family. Why would we be leaving these things behind at the time of greater connection across the veil? I think the journey through the underworld is one of introspection that we take alone. The connections in the Three of Cups are unbroken but inconsistent. Sometimes we drift apart, but we'll always come back to our people when we need each other. This, I believe, speaks to the journey that we take at this time of year. And then for what is worthy of my attention, I pulled the Page of Wands. This page is a seeker, aware of their power and eager to discover the messages contained within. Our intuition, our creativity, is worthy of our attention at this time. Those messages from self, we should trust. As we take this underworld journey, if we're seeing the right alignment, then we should trust that and work with it. We know our true course. Part of the journey is a realignment with it. 
where did we get off track and how can we proceed from the fiery, passionate core of who we are? Powerful stuff, right? <laughs> this past week and this coming week brings a lot to us that we must process in right time. Some things take longer than others. Each takes the time it takes and we cannot rush it. We must honor the time and be present with whatever comes up. Um, this has shown up for me in the physical, mental, and emotional quick check-ins that I do with myself at the end of each day. So I have a little, like, 3 by 5 grid. So it's sort of a 1 out of 5 rating with 5 being the best. Uh, I started doing that this month, and I'll probably continue it because it's a nice little, like, space to just kind of sit down and think about the day. I've tried lots of different things to get me to do that, and that, that little, like, 3 by 5 grid has actually pulled me into it, and then I tend to end up pulling a tarot card while I'm there doing that, because why not? So that's been a, one of those tiny little, like, I guess somebody would call it a life hack if you were writing an article on a popular website, but <laughs> it's just something that um, has worked for me. Uh, and I've noticed, like, I was reviewing that, getting ready for this episode, and I've noticed over the past week I've been consistently at a two out of five on both the mental and emotional entries. Everything just kind of went downhill last weekend and didn't really come back up. Even physically, I've been like a three out of five more often than I've been at a four out of five. And usually physically, I'm at a four out of five because it's usually always been pretty active and everything, even when things have been tough. Yeah, it's been a tough week, though. Um... It's hard to give ourselves grace when we, as a society, are taught to ignore our own knowing and to push through it. While we can't ignore everything that we have going on in our lives, it's important to recognize how we're feeling and create space for ourselves as needed and as we're able to do so. Yeah, I don't know that I have much else to say for this episode, so I think that's that's um, about where I'll, I'll call it for now. Just a little bit of reflection on this time of the year and... You know, where, where we have to go. Yeah, we'll be back, not next week, but the week after with the podcast for the full moon. And um, yeah, the usual links will be in the description. If you are listening to this and you want to see it live, we're, we're always recording on Twitch. And then we do have Discord where we can discuss things that come up if that's your thing. So you always follow the links in the show notes and um, we'll see you next time.